Hello, and welcome to 7-Minute Explainers. I'm Jesse Wright Mendoza, and today I want to talk tax reform. On this vote, the yeas are 51 and the nays are 49. The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, as amended, is passed. In the wee hours of December 2nd, Republicans got one step closer to enacting the largest overhaul of the tax system in over 30 years. As Congress inches towards legislation, let's take a quick look at the history of tax reform. Our modern tax system has its roots in the Civil War. To help fund the Union war effort, President Abraham Lincoln signed the first federal income tax into law in 1861. The following year, Congress created what would become the Internal Revenue Service. The wartime income taxes were never meant to be permanent, and in 1872, they lapsed. When Congress tried to institute an income tax in 1894, it was ruled unconstitutional by the Supreme Court. In the Gilded Age, a proposed income tax attracted the attention of progressive-era reformers fighting gaping inequality. The push worked, and in 1913, the 16th Amendment passed, legalizing federal taxation. It established a steady revenue stream, which allowed the government to expand and fund federal programs. That same year, Congress imposed the first permanent income tax, with a top rate of 7% on annual incomes above half a million dollars. From there, income tax rates went up and up and up. Massive tax hikes were passed to pay for World War I, including the first version of the estate tax. When World War II rolled around, taxes were raised once again. In 1944, the top income tax rate peaked at 94% on taxable income over $200,000. A creative tax cut, creating more jobs and income, and eventually more revenue. And the right time for that kind of bill, it now appears... Peacetime President John F. Kennedy lobbied for an end to the severe wartime tax regime. He called for slashing the top rate for individuals from 91% down to a more modest 65%. But Kennedy's plan was met with stiff resistance from conservative Republicans and Democrats who worried about the plan's impact on the deficit. Critics said that Kennedy was taking an unprecedented gamble with the economy. The responsibility of shepherding such a tax bill through Congress fell to President Lyndon Johnson. The resulting Revenue Act of 1964 cut tax rates across the board. The individual tax rate dropped to 70%. The bottom rate was also cut, and the corporate tax rate was lowered to 48%. It would be nearly two decades before the next sweeping tax cuts passed. Under President Ronald Reagan. In Reagan's first term, He signed what, by some measures, remains the biggest tax cut in American history, slashing the top individual rate from 70% to 50%. And the economy boomed, though it was helped by a big drop in inflation and interest rates, as well as increased military spending. In his second term, Reagan went for broke. He called for a total revamping of the U.S. tax code, 
Here's the president addressing business leaders in 1985. The corporate tax structure today represents a vast maze of deductions, credits, and allowances for those industries and corporations who happen to be favored by Capitol Hill. It all amounts to a so-called industrial policy. That's a fancy name for Washington using the tax code to tell you how to run your business. His 1986 Tax Reform Act dramatically simplified the U.S. tax code, shrinking the number of tax brackets from 15 to just two. The bill was also revenue neutral, meaning it was paid for in part by eliminating $600 billion in tax loopholes and shifting $24 billion in taxes from individuals to businesses. The American people will have more money in their pockets, more with which to purchase your goods, more to save, and more to invest. To get his bill passed, Reagan actively courted Democrats, who controlled the House of Representatives. He emphasized shared goals, like fewer loopholes for the wealthy and an increased standard deduction to benefit low-income families. In a key compromise, Reagan also agreed to increase the capital gains tax rate from 20% to 28%. The president's 60% public approval rating undoubtedly helped ease the bill's passage. Still, it had some fierce critics. The legislation heavily targeted real estate tax shelters, for example, which enraged New York developer Donald Trump, who testified to Congress in 1991. This, this tax uh, act was just an absolute catastrophe for the country, for the real estate industry, And I really hope that something can be done to change at least parts of it. Though the 1986 tax bill passed, it was quickly followed by the 1990 recession. Reagan's tax bill remains the last true overhaul of the tax code. Since then, Democratic presidents have raised the top tax rate to just under 40 percent. And both Republican and Democratic administrations have expanded the number of tax brackets to seven. Taxes went up under the Clinton administration, but the economy, buoyed by the internet boom, grew even faster than it did under Reagan. And when President George W. Bush took office, he pushed through a major tax cut, which passed in 2001. Some experts maintain that true reform should be designed to make the system simpler and fairer, not to put more money in the pockets of the wealthy. Besides, Research has found no significant correlation between tax cuts and economic growth. And that's it for this week's episode of 7-Minute Explainers. Look out for new episodes every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, theweek.com, or wherever you listen. I'm Jesse Wright Mendoza. Thanks so much for listening.